Welcome. To Arcade Audio. In a little cafe, just the other side of the border. She was sitting there giving me looks that made my mouth water. So I started walking her way. She belonged to Batman Jose. And I knew, yes, I knew I should leave when I heard her say, Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Whoa, there's a baby on my lap. What was that supposed to be an impression of? You remember uh, Tony's classmate in college that was in German? This crazy guy, his name was something Russell, I forget what it was. And he was like, whoa! He no. told a couple funny stories about a bug being in his ear and he shit himself walking back to Weimar. No. He didn't tell his dad he shit himself. Until he actually shit himself, and his dad knew he shit himself. It's a long story. Boom, there's a baby on my lap. Oh, okay. That's what I was referring to. We're back, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's been, we're a little rusty. It's been a while since he recorded. Yeah. Today is October 1st. 2017. 2017. 20, 2020. This year is going by so quickly. Yeah, she. we have a 10-month-old child. It's gone by pretty fast. Yeah, it's insane. Um, I don't remember the last time we recorded. I mean, obviously, if you listen to last week's episode, you know. <laughs> um, it was before I went to Chicago. It's been a long time since we've watched a movie, because we watched this movie back when the hurricane hit. Mm-hmm. So we're just now getting around to recording about it, because we've been incredibly busy with baby and life and work. I just came back from a week-long uh, trip to Chicago, of course. If you've been listening to the podcast for several weeks, uh, you know uh, Pod Slam, a podcast marathon for Connor's Cure, was just uh, just a little over a week ago. It was a rousing success. For the second year in a row, we crushed our goal, raised over $3,600 for Connor's Cure. Thank you guys so much for your support. If you donated, if you listened, if you watched, um, it means the world to us. We had an amazing time. Thank you, you know. You're going to hear all those podcasts over on Podswoggle and all, and also the other Arcade Audio network of shows like uh, Humanoid Resources and Riverside Falls and Our Father. Um, but uh, yeah, you can still go to the end of October to arcadeaudio.net slash podslam to continue to donate. If we still make that $5,000 goal, I will still shave my head. That's still on the table. Um, so please. Uh, so please don't. Please do. Please do. Um... Yeah, it was an amazing time. Uh, I almost saw two movies in Chicago and ended up not seeing any of them. Uh, my good, close, personal friend and former guest on the show, Andrew Zangri, and I spent a day together. Um, we were going to go see Mother at the Arc Light in Chicago and just didn't get around to it. And then uh, on several occasions, it came up, and I was going to actually go see it on Wednesday last week, but you I just had too much to do around the house. I was just like, uh, so the next day off, I'm going to go see it, by, I think, by myself. Just cause yeah, I'm not seeing it with you. Hey, Jill, you want to go see It next Saturday? It will scar her for life. She probably won't even bat an eye at it. But it'll scar her subconsciously. She just, she just took two airplane trips 
and didn't make a noise. So she she was sit, so good. She'd probably oh, sit funny. in it and not even, like... I know, but she'll, she'll remember. In the back of her head, it'll be there. Yeah. So uh, no movie updates to report, right? We haven't seen anything else since then. Right. There's some How stuff that's we? been updated that we will need to hopefully watch very, mm-hmm. very soon. But uh, we're no longer... Uh, we're no longer ahead in our recordings, so now we have to catch up on that. Because this, of course, is airing later on this week. And then uh, we need stuff for the next couple weeks. Okay. Also, we need to make sure that we time this out properly. We need to have a proper Halloween episode like we had last year with Hocus Pocus. This year, I'd like to have another good okay. Halloween episode. Well, Halloween um, movies. We'll take suggestions. I mean, we have a ton. Yeah. Hashtag married with movies. Halloween Creep 2K17. I know, it's way too long. Wait till I'm Just hashtag Halloween Creep 2K17. At Married With Movies. At Married With Movies. Uh, at Married W Movies. At just like Married our friends w at Dilla Tom Paul. Hashtag Halloween Creep 2K17. Um, also, the next time we record... No. Probably the next time we actually physically record, I will not have my Halloween Horror Nights report. Actually, I'm, I'm going to see... Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to punch you in the face. You punched me right in the face. Um... We will probably uh, do a, uh, a bonus episode on the Patreon for it. Stephen I's Halloween Horror Nights recap, probably like the next day because we're probably going to be pretty hammered. Yeah, and it, and it, and I think it'll be movie related. True. Too yeah. because the. Will you eat the box? The big house is what? What's the big house? The Shining. The Shining. So. The Shining. Hell you know, yeah. Kind of goes hand in hand with our. Shining episode. Well, we do have the Clockwork Orange, which I guess... It's not be, really a... It's, I mean, it's like a... It's more science fiction. Yeah. It's not really a horror okay. movie. Okay. Um, also coming up on the Patreon, I wanted to pimp something that uh, we did in Chicago that I'm very excited about. Uh, it's hosted by Spencer from Dolatom Ball. It's myself, Johnny from Dolatom Ball, Connor from Humanoid Resources, and Rich from Podswoggle. Um, did a three-part series... Um, that you're going to hear uh, only if you go to patreon.com slash arcade audio and um, donate a minimum of $5 every single month to help the network out. A bonus episode. Uh, the, the game that's going to sweep the nation, Cops or Porn. Um, it's absolutely right, hilarious. It is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Um, Except the uh, You Don't Know Jack. Is it a Walmart aisle? Or... An MTV show An or MTV both. An MTV show or both. I sucked at that. You it's got okay. all of them wrong. Okay, you still haven't beat me and you don't know Jack, so it's fine. Um, so yeah, so that's life. Nothing else, right? Anything else going on? No, no, nothing else. Cool. So let's, uh, let's get into it. If you're new to the podcast, what we do every single week, we watch a movie that's either randomly selected out of our giant collection of movies, or we nominate movies back and forth. Or, like this week's case, if we have friends over, a natural disaster... Uh, whatever the case may be, we might randomly throw something on. The rule is, if we have it on Blu-ray or DVD, we actually put that on, we put it into the podcast rotation. So we just recently discussed watching this movie um, on in Plex, in theaters, and on Blu-ray. But we watched it, no, this is the first time we actually watched it on Blu-ray. Yeah. So it's the third time we've seen this. Yeah, so we watched it in theaters we watched, and watched it on Plex. Yeah, we, we, and now we watched it after we've bought it. After we uh, bought it. it. I know, I know it. I caught myself. Oh, Lord. Um, with the Reals. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Let's go ahead and read the package. Can I read oh. it? Sure. Sure. Mm, thanks. Don't fuck it up. My brother. 
No, just kidding. Who was that? Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 11 out of 10. Joey Parr, Geek Tyrant. Set to the all-new sonic backdrop of awesome mixtape number 2, Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they traverse the outer reaches of the cosmos. The Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage. Old foes become new allies and characters from the classic comics come to their aid as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand. Laugh out loud funny, says Eric Eisenberg from Cinema Blend. Um, so we may know bones about it. You know, we are huge Guardians fans. Um, it was the first, the first one was the first film to get a perfect 10 score on the podcast. Yes, it was. So it says there in our, our, uh, in shadow our little, box. In our shadow box. That, uh, commemorates every top 10, all perfect 10 movie we've had. Guardians, Pulp Fiction, Shaun of the Dead, Aladdin, Wally, Schindler's List, and The Incredibles. Um, as of right now. So, uh, we were... So stoked and through the moon about seeing this. And of course, this little one on my lap made it difficult. We saw it much, very late into the game. Yeah. But now I feel like we've, make it, we've made up for it. And now yeah, we've already yeah. watched it three or four yep, times. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, Let's get right into it. Yeah. Um, Let's get right into it. I need to start reading. I, I have all the new comics. They have a new Guardian series to come out. There's like ten issues in already. Plus, oh. there's like two other series all upstairs. I just, I'm so backlogged. What about that Groot one? You were supposed I have, to get I have a Groot. I do. I have the, it's upstairs in my box. How is come it? it's not here with me in my pile? Uh, you read your Pink Rangers ones yet? No, they're not. Mm-hmm. Read those and I'll give you the Groot ones. They incentivize you. That's so mean, though. Mm-hmm. You can't withhold Groot from me. I know. Uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, I mean, the big question, I think, is always, is it... Better, worse, or just as good as the first one? Um, different. Is it different? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's different enough. I think it's different enough, but a lot of people talked about this movie. A lot of people talked about this not being as good as the first one. Some people said it was better. Um, but I think most people think that, I mean, it's still good. It's still, it's still great. I've heard people say that they were trying too hard with the humor. I disagree. I disagree with that. I disagree. I disagree with that. Um. I think it's, I think it's always comes, it always comes from a very genuine place. Yeah. With Guardians. I don't think it's ever. Forced. I I, I don't think it's I don't think it's ever forced. I definitely think that it's, I definitely think it's more sentimental than the first one as well. I definitely think it's. Funnier than the first one? Yeah. It's not as fresh as the first one. I don't think it's better than the first one. It's not one. better than the first one. It's not. It's not better after, than... After watching this, you know, three, you know, four times... There's different people who are better in it this time than sure, the first time. Sure. But I don't think that overall it's better. Ultimately, it's a superhero movie sequel, which the same thing always happens with Because them. it has to. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. If it just kind of... It doesn't have to introduce so many new characters. It doesn't have to introduce so much... I disagree. It doesn't have to be bigger and grander. I disagree. I think it has to be, especially when you think of it. Yes, this is Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but in the much larger scope of the Marvel Cinematic Universe... 
you have to make them bigger and you have to move them along because you have this ultimate end game. You have where all of these movies, all these characters come together. I mean, the same thing happened in, like, Civil War. Did you need to introduce Spider-Man then? No. Was it a tool for Spider-Man Homecoming? Yes. Like, like, I think that your argument isn't as valid because in this kind of thing, it's not just about this being the sequel to that. It's about setting it up for the bigger picture and, inter- and interweaving the stories. See, I, I still disagree. I think, I think you can do... You can do both. You can keep this more intimate, and you can keep it... It's a typical sequel thing. Like, they split up, so like they're not together, but for like, like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. So, you know, it's like absence makes the heart grow fonder with seeing the whole team. So it's like, oh, we'll catch them on the third one, because I get it's delving more into like, their individual stories and like digging more into like what makes them tick and it's hard to move the plot. It just feels different. It doesn't feel as fun the second time around. You can say that for most sequels. It's not like this isn't the worst offender. You I know. know. Like it's just. So then what's the difference between this sequel and I think, don't you believe that Captain America is a better sequel? Uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a better sequel. Um, I like that. Uh, like, better than the original. No, I like First Avenger more. Which I think I think they're it? both great. I think that's the closest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in terms mm. of a movie because that base that movie basically switched genres. Like the first Captain America, uh, the First Avenger is essentially you know it's a typical superhero action movie, but it's also a period piece as well. Something that the other ones don't really do. The second one is just a straight up like espionage spy film. Yeah. Like, it's like that to me, it's like, okay, cool. You're keeping the same characters. They introduced more characters, but it changed what it was. It wasn't the same exact style of film with a lot of the same beats. It took a chance. Which is why a lot of people are excited for Thor, because Thor's, the new Ragnarok, is supposed to be kind of in a different speed, a different pitch. They're like, hell yeah, like, they're going to make money. They're going to do business like that's not the that's question. not the question let right. let creative filmmakers do what they do now this is a story that james gunn wanted to tell james gunn i think is a big part of the reason why these movies work because he has a very you know almost a kinky but like mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like a kind of off kilter way of thinking about things just perfect for these characters so this is a story he wanted to tell i mean if they didn't get the rights to ego from the whole Marvel film studio calamity that is ego is owned by somebody else. He wasn't even going to do the movie. He was going to have to come up with a whole another story because he was so into this story. So it wasn't like this was pushed on to him. You know, this right. was his vision. You know, it's so great. It, I, it's just it, it it loses a little bit of the shine to me at least. Okay, I mean, okay. But there are still parts of this movie that I enjoy more than the first one. Mm-hmm. There's just parts to this that. You know, I could do go without. Okay, I think. Uh, which, okay. which we'll get into. Sure. Um, is there is there anything you really are negative on? Um. I mean, I think that 
the whole splitting up thing, I see why they had to do it. I don't like that they did it. Yeah, I mean... Because just... I think that the chemistry that the five of them have together... Sure. It Like, the opening fight scene, my probably my favorite scene of... Oh, one of my favorite scenes of the movie, ensemble Not, like, individual, like... See, it's not mine. Thing. See, I really liked it. See, I really e- liked it. Even though, even... I mean, I still like the scene, but, like... Again, it opened up and it's like, okay, they're just still doing, you know, and again, it's to establish, you know, it's six months from the last one. It's to establish this is what they're doing. They're still, like, you know, figuring it out. I get that. Um, the movie doesn't interest me until they split up. And I wasn't complaining about it as, like, I didn't want to see them split up because we got more in depth on Rocket and Yondu and, you know, other things. But it, it's just like, that's what sequels do. It's, you know, it's yeah. just like don't give the audience completely what they want because if you do, then, like, it's the law of diminishing returns. We already saw them all hanging out two straight movies, you know, like, that. that's more so I was insinuating. Okay. Um, because I, I, the stuff I didn't like, well, number one, okay, it's a letdown to me. It's a good twist. That Ego's his dad? But it's a letdown to me that he's also, like, a bad guy. Like, I get the point. Uh, that they, they make that Yandu was his real father, you know, I, I can, yeah. relate, I can relate, I like that, that I can personally relate to that, you know, very heavily, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's not really supported by the first movie, it kind of is, and it kind of comes out of nowhere in this one, um, yeah, and I like what they do with it, was a it. bigger stretch, I yeah. like what they do with it with, because of the good work that Michael Rooker does, and Chris Pratt does with it, but, I also feel like it's kind of a letdown in that, like, you build it up and build it up through the course of the first movie and even, like, the early part of this one. And then it's just like, oh, he's just a, he's just a fucking terrible dude. It's, well, again, it's another good reveal that, like, he's the reason the mom dies. Yeah, that And, and, that, that, and that really gives you, like, you know, the hatred for him. Yeah, but, but I... still... But also, I mean... And also that character is just heavily convoluted. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's and it's presentation and execution. Yes, but I also think that he didn't think he was being a bad guy. I mean, what he was doing, right? You know, he's like, "This is what my my goal is. My mission is why I was why I was created was to expand and to to be everywhere and everything." So, from his point of view, he was trying to make that happen. Right, but that's the true. That's the markings of. Sociopath. Well, I know, but okay, fair point. Yeah. Okay, like, I'm sure John Wayne Gacy thought he was doing good work as a clown, fucking stabbing kids. You know, like. Okay, I mean that's a fair point. Yeah. Um. So that would be one of my main ones. Um, I just can't get into fucking Nebula. I just yeah. can't. It's nothing to do with Karen Gillan either. I think she does a great she job. She does a good job. I just, I just am not attached to the character. I just, can't, I just can't get attached to that. So the whole, all the stuff with her and Gamora, I'm just not for. Because also it's been like fucking what, like five years now, and I've seen like four sentences of Thanos. Yeah. You know, and I'm just, I'm just ready for it already. Let's right. just fucking get it underway. Yeah. yeah. So you know, she's got some good bits. I love the the not ripe stuff. That I love was great. like her going off and what's his name. Craglin, you know, like, reacting to her. Like, she's part of funny bits, but then when it's just her and Gamora just fucking having, like, a sister fight. I just don't... Sister fight of the traveling uh, pants. 
<laughs> I should have come someone else, but I was like, no, nah, it's just Since pants. you heard of the traveling bionic arm. I like, guess, yeah. Um, they just can't, just can't really get okay. up for it, you know? Um, yeah. Those would be my major ones. Yeah. Now, the best part of the movie, which I think I've been dying to talk about. Um, I love me some Baby Groot. Baby Groot. Baby Groot is adorable. Baby Groot is great. Baby Groot. Baby Groot easily. Is the best part of this movie. I disagree with that. Baby, Baby Groot is the best part of this movie. <laughs> Baby Groot is easily, the best part of easily could have been the worst part of this movie because Right, but he wasn't. They, He's yeah, the best part of the they, movie. They held back on it. They didn't go overboard with it. Which I think which I think They I, did a really good job. Like early on it was like, okay, you know. Well, cuz all the trailers were just Well, it's like the first 5 minutes is him just dancing and well, being he stupid. Was cute. You know, it was adorable and it's like, oh boy, we're in for a long haul and then like they peel back on him. He's just a cute little baby that's standing I am on Groot. his shoulders. I am Groot. I am Groot. That's the same thing you just said. The, my favorite, my favorite. Your scene favorite in the movie, scene in the movie, which you continue to do randomly, is when they're trying when Yandu and Rocket yeah, they're trying to get the fin are trying to get the fin and trying to explain to Groot what it is and he just keeps bringing back either random shit, a severed finger, an entire desk. Literally the thing they hand him right then and there. Um, and just the debate on why he doesn't like hats is the... F- He's I, like, that's why you don't like, like hats? Don't like hats because the way you can't tell what the shape the head is. I just, also, I just have always found the bit of, like, now everybody basically can, but before only Rocket can understand what he was saying mm-hmm. based on how he says it is just funny to me. Like, at the end when he says, welcome to the... Frickin' Guardians of the Galaxy. And he said, Only really, didn't use frickin'. We need to talk about your language. Like, I like that. That's, like, really funny. Why did Rocket suddenly become an old Jewish man from New York? Uh, it's just Bradley Cooper's choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. How you said the line. Oh, 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 oh. Only, we really gotta talk about your language. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about right, right? Sandworms. Sandworms. God damn it. So, so everyone at home, uh, Beetlejuice is, is currently on vacation in Hawaii. Finally. Uh, he's finally gone Hawaiian. Uh, but in his place, I will be trying to do a Beetlejuice impression uh, to make up for the fact that we don't have Beetlejuice here. And by me practicing that impression, it's just me saying the word sandworms over and over again until I get it right. Sandworm. S- sandworms. Sandworm. Sandworms. Sandworms. <clears throat> sandworms. You hate them, right? I hate you. I hate them myself. I'm getting there. Because we'll have Beetlejuice back on the show in the form of me. Before you know it. Great. Yeah, Baby Groot's adorable. Um, and again, it felt like, again, they pick up the story six months from now, so like, it didn't feel forced, like, oh, well, we gotta have cute, the cute baby, you know, Groot. And it was like, no, it's the natural progression of the story. I'm interested to see, well, now we have teenage Groot, so I'm interested to see for Infinity War, like, are we gonna have, like, full-blown, like, I think you pretty much need full-blown Groot again, you know, as part of the mix to combat Thanos. Um... The I mean everything with that side plot was just so much more like through and through fun and meaningful, mm. even though it was basically the B plot of the story. Because A plot of the story is, you know, st- uh, Quill with his dad. You know, yeah. The C plot is is Drax and Mantis, which is hilarious, and we'll get, we'll get more into that in a, in a minute. But the B plot is Rocket and Yondu. You know bonding and being like the same person yeah like assholes yeah and then you have everything else kind of surrounding it um 
but it's just it's just so much more entertaining and fun to watch because you have more dynamic personalities. Or also you see a little baby yeah. tree throw up, which is adorable. Uh, which Blech. my child has done recently. Oh, she did it. It was exactly like it was in the movie. She was just sitting there hanging out, just like, you know, not even doing anything. Just and she was happy. It was so funny. It was pretty cute. Little baby Groot. Yeah. We yeah. have our own little baby Groot. Yeah, she's not feeling too hot. She's on my lap. She's asleep. She's behaving herself for once. Yeah, that's why you don't hear anything in the background because she's sleeping and she don't. She yeah. has a little fever. I think she has an ear infection, so. Excuse me. It's not picking it up. Lindsay, her breathing, got picked up. Yeah, no, she's she she's snoring a little bit, but she's good. She's okay. Um, what other like favorite, least favorite scenes, plot stuff before we get Um, into performances? And again, also you have um other stuff that doesn't. So basically taking the place of the the Ravagers and this are the, what are the gold people called again? Oh, the, the gold people. Gold people, gold, gold people. people. The Look fuck are the like gold people? People taste like gold. gold. <laughs> what the fuck are they named? Oh, this is going to be crazy. Um, I'll find it. Hold on. They are. I'll beat you to it. They are the uh, sovereign. The sovereign. Sovereign. Yeah. So like the that distracts too because again it's, that's the thing where I'm like he's got a pile fucking villains on, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I get why they're a part of it because again it's to set up, mm-hmm. you know, them as more future villains because then they're going to introduce Adam Warlock later yeah, on in the pa- in the post credits yeah. and everything. Um, and He's there with fucking taser face. Taser face. That scene was also one of my favorite scenes. Yes. Taser face. Ha 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 ha. Then like just Rocket's reaction to it and everything. I just really liked that. Um. <clears throat> obviously, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm Mary. Uh. So we've been talking about uh, between us and the reals. We're going to do a big Guardians cosplay for a con or Halloween in the next couple of years and, like, who all we're going to be. Um, and the babies are going to be Rocket and Groot, obviously. Um, you're going to be Nebula. Lolly's going to be Gamora. Steve's going to be Drax. I was going to be Star-Lord, but now I want to just be Mary Poppins and drag. <laughs> I just want to go... It's Mary Poppins. It's blue face. Mary Poppins and blue face. Mary Poppins and blue face, yeah. Tasteful blue face. Uh, Scott band name. Um, <laughs> it's just such a great, and that got like, like didn't get spoiled for me, but like I saw people referencing it on Facebook. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this yeah, is. Yeah, I was like, what is this? And then the scene is he came. cool? He's pretty cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. It's just like the funniest. Like, it was really funny. Like, and you, like a part of me just wants to believe that Michael Rooker just did that. Like, that yeah. wasn't in the oh. script. Yeah. Michael Rooker is crazy. Let's start getting the performances. Michael Rooker is crazy. Uh, when we used to listen to, like, old, uh, what? Oh, I don't even remember. I think it was, like, Doug Loves Movies or something like that. He used to, he used to be on a guest regularly of a podcast every time I both listen to. And, like, he doesn't even remember half the shit he's been in. He's like, oh, I was in that? Oh, yeah, that was fun. That's what cocaine does to you. It's crazy. I'm from crazy time, man. That, is that my record all right? That's a, that's a pretty good record. Let's see if I still got it. Is it still there? 
What's going on with you? Mm, you're, you're There's a baby on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, all right, so MVP and LVP. I think, I don't even know for LVP. LVP. Even, even some of these people we've been complaining about. Uh, like, I don't, like, all, like, the woman for the Sovereign, like, she wasn't bad in her role. It wasn't Aisha. like. Yeah, Aisha. I want to watch that video now. God damn it. Um, uh, like, she wasn't bad in her role. You know, it wasn't like what I feel like Benicio Del Toro and Lee Pace were oh, in yeah. the first one, where I just felt they, they're not right, very right. good. No, you I know. think everybody was good. I, I, I have a hot take. It's not going to be the LVP, because mm-hmm. ultimately I don't think he's that. He's not bad. He's still good. There are main chunks of this where Chris Pratt kind of drives me a little crazy. Really? Because it's exactly what I called when this first movie hit was yeah. Chris Pratt is going to be Chris Pratt in everything forever. And we just had watched, we've recently just watched Passengers. We haven't even seen Jurassic World. Lego movies on all the time. You know, original Guardians on all the time. We didn't watch Parks and Rec. But he's just that person. Yeah. And then, so when, and also look what happened. In real life, he's getting a divorce. Exactly. Because, like, you know, he's just pounding, like, all this other vag now. You know no, he is. He's you know, yes, he is. No, he's not. That guy's in that shape and he's one of the biggest stars in the world. You know he's doing that. Come on. Um... When he gets, like, more serious in this, I think he's fine. But when he's just doing normal Chris Pratt stuff, it just feels old hat to me. So, whereas in the first one, because it was newer to us, and it felt so fresh, and we gave him the MVP, in this, he wouldn't be my LVP, but I think it stands to point out that he is definitely not the MVP of this movie. Undoubtedly, there was at yeah, least he's not, he's not. at least four or five people I would put ahead of yeah, him. Yeah, he's not the MVP. As the MVP, he's not the MVP. Um, the LVP of this movie is probably Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So what right, do you mean? So, so let's seriously break it down to everybody to make sure that it is. But should we do power rankings? Ooh, we haven't done power rankings in a while. I think this is an appropriate movie because it's such an ensemble this is cast. A big cast. So, but not, like, for, like, all the gold people and stuff, you know? Like, no, 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 for, like, ma- like major people. Because, so, like, I knew he was in the movie, and, like, I forgot, and then, like, when it says, like, end so much alone, I'm like, oh, dear Lord, there oh we God. go. Oh, God. And he's, like, what? And then they he's, set it up for him to have his own damn Guardians movie. He's in two scenes, and we were talking when Steve was here and we were watching, it was, like, like, he's got eight, ten lines in the movie, and that was probably three days of shooting. And oh no, because we watched the fucking bloopers too. And it was it was verified that he couldn't fucking say. He kept trying to say Ravengers instead of Ravengers. Uh, Ravengers, right? That was a uh, terrible. Oh, okay, oh. It's like you're doing Patrick Wahlberg trying to be Sylvester Stallone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wake up the baby. Uh, no. You can understand Sylvester Stallone sometimes. Uh, I'm basically doing Scott Hall. (laughs) Yeah. Raise up. He just he sounds so unbelievable saying this science fiction bullshit. Pablo. 
Chuckon. Shut up. And this is the guy that's been Rambo. He's been fucking... Well, that's why. He's been Judge hitting the head. Like, he's, he's been hitting the head too many times. He sounds... Well, yeah, he's also Rocky. Yeah. He been... just sounds like so fucking unbelievable saying this shit. And look, he got robbed. He's the only person I know that, like, in the span of two years... Oops, sorry. Stop can, hitting me in the head. Can get robbed from winning an Oscar... And then immediately be the worst part of a blockbuster movie. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And also, he's, you know, he's unfortunately, like we said, everybody else is fine. The only other one that I would nominate, just because I, I don't know why he bothers me, is James Gunn's brother, just from nepotism, Sean Gunn, the guy that plays Craglin. Wasn't a big fan of him in the first one. He's got more to do in this one, and he's going to have more to do in the future. I don't know, just something about him. I mean, it's the way he looks, but I think that he's a fine actor in this. I think he did a fine job. They killed my friends. I know, that was sad. Yeah. All right, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> right? Is, there's nobody else. Right. Like, there's really not... Yeah, not that I... I mean, let's do the power rankings, and then maybe something will come to us. Is so, that, is for now, it'll be still... On, oh, I forgot to get the cards out before we recorded. Uh-huh. Shoot. You can see... So for now it'll be still on, but since they don't have the cards, it's up for, we can change it. I think, yep, that's the first of probably many (laughs) for Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Um, alright, so above him, in no particular order, I would put Aisha, I would put Craglin, um, who else we got here in this area? I would put Nebula in here. I would put Karen Gillan in, Gillan uh-huh. in here. Just because, again, not the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd put Chris Pratt around here. Okay. Same with Zoe Saldana. Yeah, I didn't really like Gamora. I mean, um, she's she was more fun in the first one. Her little argument with Chris Pratt is very up and down for me. Yeah, like, I, I like I, when they call out, like, Cheers and David Hasselhoff stuff. But then everything else just... Yeah, I think that they were definitely towards the bottom of the pack because that storyline, I think, yeah, okay. Um, uh, We are big This Is Us fans, so I like Chris Sullivan, the guy that's Taserface. Taserface, who's that? You know, it's Toby from This Is Us, right? No, it's not. It's Toby from This Is Us. No, it's (laughs) not. Yeah, it is. Shut up. It's Toby. Well, he's on the top half, I think. Uh, well, he's like in, right in the middle. I would also put Kurt Russell right in the middle. Kurt Russell just has a great natural charisma about him. I don't know if he's... I like how I put everybody else's like, things is that taser food. I don't know if he's a great villain, because the only other thing I've seen him in, like, villainous before, has been fucking Death Proof, which is the Kurt Russell's eating nachos in a car movie. Mm-hmm. Um... But he he does a fine you know job. He just he always sounds too expositiony to me. Um, you know. I think that that was also part of the character. Part of the character like, too, I mean, but like there's a way. To, I think there's a better way to do it. You know. Um, I mean, my top four. Yeah. Are going are are the top Batista. four are Batista, Michael Rooker, Bradley Cooper, and Vin and Diesel. You can't make it Vin Diesel because why that, not? It's not even fucking Vin Diesel. It is Vin Diesel. That is Vin Diesel saying, I'm Groot. And then them just fucking turning on an audio board. So Vin Diesel cannot be the MVP above any of those other three. All right, fine. He's number four. Um, are we forgetting anybody? 
Mm. I mean, obviously we're not going to fucking call out Hasselhoff or... Like his mom. His mom or Stan Lee or mm. uh, Vin Rames or Michelle Yeoh or Miley Cyrus or any of the other fucking random ravagers at the right, end. Right, right. Like there was... Um, I don't think that there was anybody else major. Yeah, I think that's about it. Mm. Um, so my number three would be Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he's great. He doesn't get enough credit for how good he is as Rocket. I agree. Um, I agree. He also, you know, at the end he's so sad. I when he's so happy, but he's sad. You, you cried, right? You cried? Oh, I cried. You cried? Okay, so Big capital C. Um, Batista. I... Dave Bautista's the MVP of the movie. We talked about this last time. Dave Bautista's the MVP of the movie. He is. He he is. Rooker is incredible. Incredible. He's the Rooker heart. Is, Rooker he is the MVP of this movie. Shows a lot of range. Con, is, like, he's range filled. I mean, probably Rooker should be the MVP. But I'm going to be biased here. I have to be. Because Bautista is routinely, in every scene... Stealing it because he's so fucking funny. He's got great timing, and he's super charismatic. They, and they, I mean, and great. they cover up his belly button tattoo. <laughs> I mean that alone. They, they give him the most fun to have because he has the least serious storyline. And in any situation, like there's like ten lines literally that are laugh out loud funny between his nipples and him <laughs> talking about penises. And then his wife. <laughs> Not... How disgusting his wife is. Yeah. Um, fucking, uh... His, his interactions with Mantis. His, yeah, how ugly oh, she is. Oh, Mantis would be right in the middle. I liked her. I liked her. She was good. She had a good energy about her. She, like, she immediately jumped over Nebula to me in terms of being somebody that yeah. had more range, and I wanted to see more about her background, you know? Um, having famously large turds, um... Hmm. But then he also has those moments of just... You know, when he's talking about, like, his his wife and daughter being gone, yeah, about how, like, innocent they are, and him reacting to, like, helping his friends, he's just, like, this incredible wild card of emotions. And in this one, he definitely is not, like, vengeful or, you know, mean or angry like he is in the first one, which I kind of miss. But if, if this is what we're getting, fucking sign me up permanently. Yeah. I know that's not the character either. Like, Steve talks about it all the time, like... Drax is supposed to be on par with the fucking Hulk in terms of power and capabilities. And he's basically like the bitch boy of the Guardians. He's the one that gets swallowed and like doesn't know what he's doing. He's the one that's like hanging out the back of a fucking... Well, but he puts himself into all those situations. I know, yeah. Cause so he's, I think that that's a, awesome. It's a big buffoon. He is... You remember, well, you remember Waldo from Family Matters? Yeah. No. <laughs> Drax is the Waldo of the Guardians. No, I think that he is being made to be this character who overestimates himself a little bit, you know, and maybe doesn't think all the way through, like, oh, I'll cut it, like, cut the thing from the inside, Mm -hmm. you know, not thinking that it's going to be the same thickness, you know, like, I think he just is so in the moment, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's also, you know, like, the species, like, they're very literal and everything, you know? Which I missed, like, I'm glad they, like, heightened it and did something different, I think that's also why it's better is... Right, and that's, like, his character performance was great. But, like, yeah, he's got great timing. His scenes with Mantis were great, especially when they were him feeling and they were sad. And 
I just really enjoyed watching him on the screen. Like he just he just captures you right away. Right away. And you see the growth in him from the first one. Like the first one, we're like, "Holy shit, Batista's really good." He yeah. held his own. He didn't seem out of place. Right, which, which is which immediately a positive with of, the wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in this one, it's like, no, he's the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, he easily, easily, easily. Only if you only had done this kind of stuff in the ring. I want to see him in more, man. Now let's go back to Rooker because Rooker. Hang on. Let's just finish talking about mm-hmm. Batista real quick. If Batista was like The Rock and and John Cena and came back when he had a movie to promote, do mm-hmm. you think he would still be kind of like the? Like, how do you think his reception would be in WWE? It'd be much his better now. Character. Well, that's the problem. So, not like, to get too inside wrestling for everybody. So, he left in like 2010. And was like, oh, I'm going to be like an MMA fighter and do movies. It's like, okay, sure, whatever. And then he got cast in this and was like, oh, shit, okay. And before this came out, he went back to WWE. He did. He came back. He won the Royal Rumble. Nobody wanted him to because he seemed out of shape. He seemed like he didn't want to be there. And they casted him as a good guy when he was always better as a bad guy in the ring. And they kind of changed the plans and they put him as a bad guy and put him with his old friends in Evolution. And then he just kind of became like this self-aware... Uh, like old dickhead wearing like skinny jeans and blue tights and he was fucking great and then he was upset that WWE's PG and you know and everything that was promised him was going away so he's like well I got this movie to promote and like oh you guys don't want to promote it either like you think it's gonna bomb okay well bye so like he left and then he became a fucking huge movie star he's a Blade Runner he's a fucking James Bond like Hmm. they did him dirty so you think, guys have the same birthday. Hey, what's up, Batista? Um, I think if he came back, it would be much different this time really? around. Because, yeah, because look at what he's fucking accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and I think he will be back. He wants to have one more program. He wants to have, like, one retirement story with, like, Triple H or Randy Orton or something. Mm. I think he will be back in between everything. Mm. But, you know, he's up there, too. He's in his late 40s. Yeah, but do you, yeah, he was born in 69. 48, yeah. yeah. But do you, so you think his reception, do you think that they'll let him be like this rather no, no, than... No, no, he'll still be Batista. But do you think that they'll allow him to have that comedy? Because I think that a lot of this character, that's his personality. I think so, Like, in yeah. real life. Like, a that's lot of him. No, I don't think, I, I think he still wants, I think he would still want to be, like, the fucking animal and, like, kind of, like, a badass and stuff. Mm. But he always kind of, like, when he's a heel, he always kind of has this you know, uh, like, attitude about him that's kind of comical. So, as a baby face, he wasn't really ever, like, anything but just kind of like a boring old, you know, white meat baby face, so. Okay. But enough about wrestling. Uh, Michael Rooker is awesome in this, too. I want to make sure that he gets recognition because, like we said, probably through and through, for, like, the most range, he is the best in this. We talk Mm -hmm. about Mary Poppins. Just him, like, even him, like, not talking, like, nonverbal when he's at that uh, weird-ass brothel, I guess you could call it, at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And he's just fucking some yellow women. Um, like, just him looking, like, you can see, like, all the pain in his face. And when he's talking the rocket later on, mm-hmm. you know, trying not to, like, really reveal why he did what he did. Like, he didn't, I mean, he kept Quill because he didn't want him to get killed by Ego. But also, I think he more so, like, he's one of the son. Like, he wanted to do right, finally, you know? And you see that, like, I love that there's that little flashback of Quill um, when, like, he thinks he's going to die. 
and he sees him like randomly like flying with Rocket, which I just want to know the context right. of that scene. Him dancing more, and then there's the one quick image of him like finally realizing when like like Yondu's like teaching him how to shoot something, and it's like that's what I wanted to see more of. Yeah. And then he and then he dies, and he's apologizing to him and telling him, you know, when he's saving his life, you know, how he really feels about him. Like that's really fucking hard to do with everything he has to do in this movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Rooker is great. Rooker's he awesome. Really I'm is. sad we don't get more of him in these, but um, yeah, definitely a good solid one B for Michael Rooker. Um, well, this movie's weird as hell. The MVP and LVP are Dave Batista and Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. Um, what else? What else on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Oh, well, if we're talking Guardians, we have to talk music. Yeah, and soundtrack. soundtrack. To me, one of the biggest disappointments. Really? I don't know a lot of these songs. Not to say that there's anything wrong with them, but in the first one, for me at least, personally, there was more songs that I identified with and recognized. For this, the only one I really knew was Surrender, which is in the credits. I'm not saying that there's not, like, big hits in there. And there's not to say there's not songs I like. What's the song? My actual favorite sequence of the movie is when Yondu and Rocket are escaping. And they're just, like, doing the, mm-hmm. the arrow, and they kill poor Steve Agee, yeah, who that, I love. <laughs> I know. Um, and all that stuff. What song was playing there? I don't, I don't know. It's going to drive me nuts. Like, that sequence is good, and that song fits. And I like the father song by Cat Stevens at the end. But everything else, the, the intro song also, you know, is okay. But it's not, it's just not the same. Here, I'm pulling it up right now. The first song is uh, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. Mm. Um, is it the chain? Oh, come a little bit closer. Oh, yeah. That song I know. Yeah, I knew that from one. From Jay and the American. Yeah, yeah, from Jay and the American. And I knew Brandy, you're a fine girl. I hate, like, that, like, Brandy was like, I, I fucking hate that song. <laughs> so I hate that it was, like, such a big fucking, like, part of the song. Yeah. A big part of, like, the, uh, the, the thing. Of the, um, of the story. But yeah, it just, it did, it just not as, it's definitely a little more, um, not as recognizable. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. It was a little bit of a letdown for me. Okay. I will say. Um, but what else? I think that that's, uh... Covered it? Covered it. Alrighty. Score time. Um, what's your score? I love... I, I mean, I love this franchise. And I don't think it's a secret here. I'm a big nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff. These are, like, my wheelhouse, like, um, science fiction-y action comedy movies. I'm a big fan of the MCU universe, and I still think that when we do it, we really should do it in the order that it's meant to be seen in. Um, but that's a debate for another day. We've been debating it this entire I think it's a debate for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like this, and like I said, like... I like this movie. I think it, it does a fine job of... I think it does a really good job, actually, of moving the story along and getting us to eventually see Thanos. Next year. <laughs> Next Probably. year, which is like the end game of this series of movies um, mm-hmm. in this chapter of the universe. Um, I did not like it as much as I liked the first one. Like I said, I love Baby Groot. I think I love Baby Groot more than regular Groot. 
if that's I mean, possible. It's hard not to. I know. I mean, but they're the same. So it's like saying I love Jillian more when she's a baby than I do when she's an adult. I'm going to love her no matter what. <laughs> but um, not a 10 for me. I'm going to go with a 9. I'm also going to go with a 9. Okay, so I'm it's a 9. Yeah, it's definitely a full point. I'd say it's a full point set down. Again, it's going to be hard for a sequel to... I, off the top of my head, I can think of... One set of sequels. One. Well, but it's really two. the third one. For like me, personally, I could think of like four movies. Really? Sequel-wise, which we'll, I'm not going to say right now. But like I can think of four twos or threes that would be okay, tens when do. the first one are still tens. Or better than the first one. Okay. I'll say I'm off air. I won't say I'm on air, just that's I don't spoil for people. But, um, okay. Yeah. A nine's fair for Guardians I two. think that that's yeah. fair. Yeah. All right, great. So that, that's in the books. Um, of course, in the next couple weeks, like I said, we'll have Clockwork Orange coming up. We'll have Mystery Team coming up. We'll have a... Plus um, our Halloween episode Halloween coming episode. up here in just a couple weeks. Thank you guys for listening. This week's episode of Married with Movies, we encourage you as always, check us out, arcadeaudio.net. For this podcast and all the other ones, of course, like I said, we get top of the show, arcadeaudio.net slash podsam as well. You can still donate through the month of October and patreon.com slash arcadeaudio to get bonus content and all kinds of goodies through uh, through supporting Arcade Audio. This podcast is available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Please leave us a review in five stars. It helps us out so very much. You can also subscribe. So you get your podcast automatically every single Thursday when it becomes live and available. Hit us up on Twitter at MaryWMovies. If you're at the beginning of the podcast, hashtag HalloweenCreep 2K17 to let us know what uh, podcast you want us to do for uh, Halloween. We're taking suggestions. And hit us up with an email at MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Any final thoughts? No. No, I think uh, we covered it. Um, stay tuned. Uh, and she stayed asleep. And she stayed the, asleep. Poor the thing. entire show. Good girl. Good girl, Jilly. Good girl, Jilly. She's starting to like twist her wrist for whatever reason. She's dreaming. What is she dreaming of? I don't know. Milking a cow. What do babies dream of? On that note, poor mullet. This is Mullet and a totally separate track because Samantha doesn't know. <laughs> I what the forgot! Hell she's doing. You know how long it's been since we've done this? <sighs> Signing up for Meredith Movies. I'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. There's a port on a western bay and it serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their This harbor town and she works laying whiskey down they say brandy fetch another round she serves them whiskey and wine they say they say brandy you're a fine girl what a good wife you would be what a fucking dick charlie bucket is it's pronounced bouquet <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. You know, probably, you know, relatives in some some capacity. It's pronounced moulet.
that's bad enough. People do it all the time. I know. I'm not fucking French. I know. People say that to me. And I'm like, no, no, white. I'm a big, fat, white dickhead called what? Mullet. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.